0: Love Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.
1: Once again, as always, good to be back here on Block Talk Radio. This is America's favorite sports music program, Fanatic Radio. Live from our DC studios by Radio Saigon, I am your host, Michael Gardner. And join with me always, uh, dealing with some sports zone issues, actually, outside our studio doors as we speak, is the notorious Ben Florence. And we have a great show for you on hand, and uh better, special, most somersome way to kick off the day. Uh, with all the news going on, our, prayer, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in Boston right now. Uh, solid Bean Town, as we were able to land an exclusive interview with uh, Boston's own, actually Providence, Rhode Island's own Mike Gambardella. Gam- 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 he is the creator of Big Three Sports blog, st- Blogspot.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at B I G three. S P O R T S Big Three sports, and he's going to sit down with us to talk what uh, his thoughts are on the Boston Marathon, the city's resilience. As he sits down with our weekly conversation.
2: All right, joined uh, with Mike Amendella, the I totally forgot what you told me to say.
3: Our what? resident Boston uh, sports fan in the house. Uh yeah, yeah. former to for better words. <laughs> yeah, former Big East conference. And Brown University Sports Information Director. Um, large presence on Twitter on uh, handle at Big Three Sports. So, um, just here today talking about everything that has happened and is currently happening with the Boston Marathon and everything that's going on up in Watertown right now. Just an amazing and tragic situation, really, that has happened and is happening. You know, one that has hit close to home with me, uh, being from Providence just an hour outside of Boston and uh my younger brother who recently just took a job at the Lennox Hotel and was literally ten feet away when these explosions went off. And luckily he was fine and was able to get word out to our family. Uh, as soon as it did happen that he was okay, but uh just an unbelievable situation that's going to be on right now. Right, and uh you mentioned
2: before the uh, how the whole Sports community is sort of been tied into this because marathon, is a Boston marathon especially is highly covered. And uh, you mentioned you got goosebumps the other
3: night, Boston uh, watching the Boston Bruins game. Right, uh, with marathon Monday and Patriots Day, everything really tied into the city of Boston, and uh, definitely just a proud feeling with that day that you know all of Boston and really New England takes great pride in. Um, and then after the tragedy, you know it, it seems that a lot of times tragedies are followed by moments where people can really come together and really do that around sports. And as you said, that, that feeling that I got, those goosebumps that I got, were really present watching the Bruins game on Wednesday night when uh, their you know, anthem singer, Renee Rancourt, was famous in the Boston area, uh, for his fist pumps, obviously, after the uh, an- anthem. But on this night, it wasn't about him as he stopped singing the anthem. Two lines, because the entire arena was then singing it, and it was a truly passionate moment where you could really see that the entire city of Boston, you know, and the country, rallying around really came together. And even after the game, even though the you know, Bruins lost in overtime, both teams came out on center ice, you know, holding their sticks high, you know, showing, you know, Boston and the world that even though they had suffered through a great tragedy, that. You know they would be able to move past it, and people really can use sports as a mechanism to do
2: that. It's funny you mentioned uh, the whole New England community because a lot of it's just it could be city-based, but you being from Providence, it's it's sort of more than that. so It's just basically
3: from you know Maine to D- even down here to D.C. Right. Uh, it is, and you'd say with sports again, New England Patriots. It's not just Boston, and you know they're just outside in Foxborough. But uh, as it stretches from, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, uh, getting into Massachusetts, parts of Connecticut, Rhode Island. And as you said, you know, you come down here, you'll find Boston fans, New England fans everywhere. And, you know, it is something that people from Boston, people from New England are very proud of, to be a New England fan, to be from Boston. And, uh, you know, as we keep going back to that, that sense of pride about being from Boston is something that they hold very dear to me. And uh, speaking of Boston Sports,
2: the NFL Schedule is released. Are you excited with the uh, path of the Patriots are next
3: year? Um, the season? Most definitely. Uh just came out last night. I believe they have the fourteenth toughest schedule uh this coming season, which as a Patriots fan you're okay with. Um the big one on the calendar obviously is gonna be that uh match up against West Welker and the Denver Broncos, you know, coming up that <laughs> You definitely want to see what's going to happen in that one. Um, maybe not bad blood as Wes is leaving, but uh, definitely as soon as a a player who has worn the Patriot uniform for so long, uh, coming back is always an interesting game. Um, hopefully it goes their way. And Obviously the other big one you want, and maybe the uh, D.C. community doesn't want to hear this, is some revenge against the Baltimore Ravens uh, after that AFC championship game. and. Uh, should definitely be some good ones on the schedule this year. Are you surprised Walker left because after
2: the whole Brady taking, I guess less money, so they have room to re-sign him. Are you
3: surprised he left? Um, a little bit. Brady did take less money, but it wasn't necessarily to re-sign Welker. He obviously would love right. to have him back, but it was an organizational decision. Um, they put what Walker's worth was at, um, and said, "This is what we're willing to pay you. This is what your market value is." and West decided, you know, that it's time for him to move on, and the Patriots decided to go with Danny Amendola, who, if he stays healthy, could be a viable replacement for him, and, um, you know, the Patriots have been active, trying to go after Emmanuel Sanders uh, from Pittsburgh with the offer sheet, which they did match, but, um, you know, bringing back Julian Edelman, um, with a great core of tight ends as well, even though, Bronk and Hernandez have had their off-season surgeries that they've underwent. Hopefully, we'll have them back towards the beginning of the season, um, as well as some other guys like Michael Humanawanui and uh, Jake Ballard, who people often forget about, was the Giants big star when they made their Super Bowl run. Um, they should be all right on offense, especially with the young running back core that they have with Shane Vereen and Stephen Ridley. Uh, picking up the slack for maybe a Danny Woodhead, which is no longer with the team as well. All right.
2: And... Uh with the uh, second of the big three, I guess, uh, basketball, Boston Celtics, their NBA playoff run. Basically, uh, the New York Knicks, is uh, not the Heat as the hottest team in basketball, but have gone on quite a run to sort of end the season, scoring champ Carmelo Anthony. But many are saying that Boston could potentially upset the Knicks.
3: Yeah, I actually liked this matchup for the Celtics. I was really hoping that they would grab that seven seed. Um, you know, an older team that knows what it takes to get it done with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, you know, New additions with Jason Terry. Uh, even though the team is without Rajon Rondo, they did play a little bit better after he did go down, um, and now they know how to turn it on in the playoffs. and They do match up well with the Knicks. Um, because, As you said, the scoring chance definitely presents a problem for them, but uh, as long as Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett stay healthy through these playoffs, they definitely have a chance. I think the Knicks are such a toss-up team, though. Some games they played really well, and some they just completely... Are completely out of it. Exactly. A streaky offensive team uh, can easily hang 110 points on you You know when your top scorer is almost at 30 points a game and can light it up for 40 quite easily. Uh, it's definitely about bringing it on the defensive end, protecting the rim, as you said, with a Kevin Garnett, someone back there uh, to defend any of the drives, but also having players like Paul Pierce and a Jeff Green, who's really come on lately, that will be able to defend Carmelo and really try and make a... J.R. Smith or a uh, Jason Kidd, uh, Iman Shumpert, someone else step up and try and beat you. All right, now speaking of basketball, are you talk Big East? that go in the, the guidelines? Uh, we, yeah, we can talk about the big,
2: what, what are your thoughts on all of that? Because it's interesting, someone who actually came from that conference, which is now a completely different conference.
3: Right, uh, I was a St. John's undergrad and graduate student, spent six great years uh, in Queens, New York, uh, always hold a special place in my heart and actually went on to uh, do an internship here at the Big East Conference as well. Uh, personally, as a St. John's guy, I'm glad in the direction that the Big East has gone, that uh, the Catholic Seven, as they were known previously, uh, decided to do what's best for them, as they don't have football. It's not about football. Big East was created on basketball, and it's good to see that the Big East will stay about basketball. And the additions that they've made with Butler coming in, uh, no, it's it stays about basketball, and maybe it won't be you know 11 teams going to the dance every year, or that the record-setting year that they did have. But uh, with Georgetown, St. John's, Villanova, Marquette, there definitely will be still some great basketball played in the Big East.
2: Did essentially football
3: ruin the Big East? Unfortunately, it did. It it really did. Um, it became about all right. We have to bring in these teams that. Maybe aren't as good in basketball. They're more football schools because it's about the BCS money. You make a BCS bowl, you're making money, and that's these conferences. That's what they're built on is making money for the schools in your conference. And the best way to make money is to have football teams that can make runs and win national championships. So when it became, and unfortunately, the straw that broke the camel's back, when you know the Big East starting to add schools and looking out there and bringing in you know, TCU who coincidentally never played a game in the Big yeah. East. Uh, you know, San Diego State, um, and then unfortunately it was uh Tulane. That was that was the straw that broke the Campbell's back, that, you know, it was it became apparent to those Catholic seven that it was no longer about basketball. It was about football. So that was the shift that really kinda of separated it out and now you know, you will have a Big East. It won't be the same Big East, but it will still be a Big East centered around basketball, which, as a basketball guy, that's the biggest thing to me. So you're not a football guy? I mean, I am a football guy. I'm a Patriot. <laughs> I am a Patriot's diehard fan, but, uh, you know, it never really had a college football allegiance. Obviously, Boston College probably the closest thing to that, um, having a big-time football program close to me and a college college. Uh, excuse me, high school teammate of mine, Will Blackman, who played at BC, and went on to a uh, great career with the Packers, and unfortunately the Giants where he did win a Super Bowl, and now he's with the uh, Seattle Seahawks and wishing him the best.
2: So, um,
3: never a Providence fan growing up? Was not a PC guy, was really not. Um, I kind of grew up as an NBA guy following, or NBA kid, I should say, following his basketball, and then as I started to venture into the college ranks, it actually the first thing that caught me was Saint John's. It was those Eric Barkley, uh the artist formerly known as Ron Artest, Lavar Postel, uh, those guys that really got me into college basketball and um you know, knew it as I was looking for colleges that I wanted to stay in the big east, applying to schools like Saint John's, Seton Hall, Yukon, um, knew I wanted to go into a New York market, and that's really why I settled on St. John's. Is Priscilla was still coaching them? Uh That was actually the Mike Jarvis base, huh. Uh Right after. Uh, Frank okay. Good,
2: uh I know his son went to high school together with him. Oh. And uh, yeah, uh, so were you there when were you in Providence when uh, Patino and Billy Donovan made their Final Four run?
3: I was um, a little young at that point, but didn't know what was going on and. Definitely some great times in Providence at that point, and uh, it's great to see PC, you know, getting back together to the point where they were years ago. Um, Actually, had a great season this year, made an IT run, and um, Ed Cooley has done a fantastic job with that program, and definitely has them looking with their sights set on an NCAA uh, appearance next year.
2: Now they're in the Catholic Seven as well. They are in the Catholic Seven. Okay, cool, and then. um, that's the big three sports, baseball. How much out of the three, football, basketball, and baseball,
3: would you say you're a Red Sox fan? Is that number one, if you could rank your three? See, it, that is a tough subject for me. It is tough for me to rank. It's pretty much 1A, 1B, 1C. Um, you know, I, as like I said, I'm a basketball guy, so maybe the Celtics come in there, but, you know, love football. And baseball is where it all starts. It's America's cast time. You know, that's where... You know, Red Sox Nation, that's where a lot of this Boston stuff starts from. And throughout the summer, especially when people, you know, kids are off of school, you know, people are outside, even if you're not going to the game just to go out on Yawkey Way, be around Fenway Park, is an experience in itself. And as a Red Sox fan, it's actually a great time right now with John Farrell back as the manager, you know, kind of the return of the Dirt Dogs almost, back to the days of, you know 2004. You know, winning World Series, you know, having Dustin Pedroia back, you know, leading this team, you know, guys like Mike Napoli, Shane Victorino, Johnny Gomes, who are more in that, you know, cowboy-up, dirt-dog mentality, um, and especially today, if the Red Sox game does happen, uh, actually still up in the air with everything that's going on in Watertown right now, but uh, David Ortiz has to make his uh, return to the lineup tonight. Uh, definitely some good times for the uh, Boston Red Sox, out there
2: watching a team completely change. I remember, I think Pedroia is the only one from that recent World Series team that's still there. Uh, Pedroia and Ortiz, yeah. And then, the, yeah, over the, like series of five, six years, just everyone
3: uh, is gone. That's, uh, unfortunately, professional sports now. It is tough to keep your uh, core nucleus, I would say, or even the majority of your players together for an extended period of time, especially in a sport like baseball, where there is no salary cap. So, it's tough to keep you know, the uh, core group of 5, 6, or even 10 players together mm-hmm. over a long period of time, uh, because it does get so expensive to keep these
2: games. Right. So where does love of Boston sports come from?
3: Because I guess for me it would be,
2: growing up in Dallas, if I liked, I guess, Houston sports. If I
3: was like a Rockets or Texans fan. Right. But um, I mean,
2: Providence is much closer to Boston than
3: Right, we, Providence just an hour outside of Boston. I mean, it all starts with family, and I guess that's a great way to put it is, you know, New England, Boston is about family. Your dad followed the Red Sox. His dad followed the Red Sox. So it goes back to your great-grandfather, you know, being passionate about it. And I think the thing that makes Boston so special, as much as it was tough to go through, 86 years of losing will really bring you together. It really will. So, the moment when it finally did happen and then happened again was just a phenomenal experience, which in turn really brought together that Red Sox nation and now onto Boston Strong and brings everyone together to really have such a passion about New England sports. What's been your favorite? Boston sports moment in your life. <laughs> if you can give me at least a top 3 cuz I'm pretty sure there's a million. There there are some <laughs> some great ones really whether it was, you know, uh the most recent uh, Boston Bruins parade after they won the Stanley Cup, um, you know, the Celtics winning the NBA finals, um, but probably one of my top ones has to be the Red Sox winning the World Series um and after being a freshman at St. John's. So being in Queens to see Aaron Bleeping Boone himself ruin the dream uh, <laughs> in Game 7. Uh, the next year to be down 3 0 to the New York Yankees and see us rattle off four straight games was just probably the most unbelievable sports comeback in history and one that I will remember forever. I uh, mean, yeah,
0: talk
2: about the Bruins. Is that one of the hockey? You're a big hockey. I'm assuming you're a hockey fan. Yeah,
3: um, actually, grew up as probably hockey was probably the three, my top three, if you will. But um, you know, my dad is a big hockey guy, and you have the uh, the minor league affiliate, the Providence Bruins, which were right next door for us. So we would always go to Providence Bruins games, and that's how you kind of grew up as a kid, following them, and you know, to kind of see the team get so close and. In years with guys like Ray Bork and you know kind of having that Red Sox kind of not being able to get over the hump and find that Stanley Cup championship where you would almost when Ray Bork got traded to the Avalanche you figured that's the closest I'm going to get to a Stanley Cup so I'm rooting for the Avalanche I felt like the <laughs> Bruins won when he hoisted that cup so what it was it, like uh 36 years yeah it was a, a long time you know it 86 is bad, and and I wish that on no team, I'm sorry, the the Cubs fans out there, but, um, you know, it it was a long time for the Bruins, so when they finally were able to bring it home, that was a a
2: great moment. All right, and I guess the last question is, what has been, I guess, from a sports fan's
3: perspective, the difference between Boston and D.C. sports? Well, I've only been here for a few short months, but, um, you know, Boston, i and I, and I mean, no disrespect to the D.C. sports fans. I just feel that they are a lot more passionate. They are, have no problem putting it in your face that they are Red Sox fans. They will tell you it's about Red Sox Nation. It's about the Patriots, about the Celtics, it's about the Bruins. Um, and everything revolves around sports in Boston. That's what it's known for. In D.C., you know, there's such a history here. You know, obviously it's a lot about politics. Uh, but sports is now starting to make that push. With the Nationals now, being as good as they are, um, I think this summer will be a great time for D.C. But uh, in the rankings, I think, it's definitely Boston won and everybody else.
1: And that's Mike, yeah, that's Mike Gambardella joining us on Fanatic Radio. Thank him once again for taking the time. And I can bring Flo finally into the mix. Flo, I thought we were, you were going to get the day off today, didn't you? Uh, that would have been great. Yeah, but... He did last week. Yeah, but that was for a different situation. That's true. How have you been, though? I've been uh, doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Week's going, week's going good. Week's going crazy. still crazy? been all right. In what way? Uh, just with everything, you know. True that. Well, it's in, uh, you can go to the podcast on iTunes to re-listen to that uh, interview. Our weekly conversation with our current AUSID, former Brown SID, former Big East Conference employee. Really? And, uh, big uh, Big Three Sports is, uh, his Twitter handle, New Howard, as we like to call him. New Howard. Like, Gam- oh, Gam- Howard. Oh, I Howard a
0: few weeks ago. Yes, we did. Yeah,
1: once again, Snack Radio, brought to you by a uh, ready program, Procter & Gamble. <laughs> and, uh, I'm glad we can actually have a full hour-long show. This is the first time not, in a month. How about, how about them apples? Now we're back on the air. But, uh. I was talking to him about Boston sports, and you're from the Northeast as well. Yes. Do you stick by what he says of how the uh, belief in the resiliency and the, has he just, as Mike described, fan, sort of uh, family bond between the New England states coming together through uh, sad times uh, like this? Sure. I mean, I mean, I'm not from New England, but I can definitely see where it's coming from. You know, especially something that's been driven home over the last few days, that Boston you know, will come back, will come back stronger than ever. I've got, no, you know, I've got, you know, the, all the faith in the world that they will. Free time. I've been Boston once. I was, uh, to see my cousin, get married in Rhode Island. I walked the Freedom Trail. Well, there you go. Fantastic city. And, uh, yeah, so one of the big things in sports, oh, you're, um speaking of, uh, talking about the Red Sox, how depressed are you that your boy Jeter Yeah. turned out for the all out until the All-Star game? Okay? Yeah, the season's just... <laughs> continuing to be a mess, even when we were starting to get our bats their bats cranked up for the Yankees, but you know, when you got teams I bet I guess so long, they're going to get old, they're going to get fragile, and now cheer out. It's uh, it's going to be a real issue for now going forward, and the Yankees, I think they're going to be in a really tough spot to make the postseason, although you never say never. You never say never. Well, the division's pretty stacked this year. Yeah, but I don't see any great game teams, though. That's true. Rain Rays are solid. And then the Blue Jays are the Miami Marlins' exodus on their team. Yep. North of the border. Red Sox are just average. Yep. And, well, you hate Canada. I don't hate Canada. You do hate Canada. Great country. False. You hate Canada. How do I hate Canada? You hate Canada. You told me you hate Canada. I don't hate Canada. I've been to Canada. I've been to uh, Banff National Park. Really? Yep. Back uh, back in the day, my dad took my brother and I camping. Um, last, uh, the last few, last time I've uh, been camping. And I wonder why. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, it's been a while since I've been back on the air. Uh, but, uh, so, base- yeah, that's baseball news. And yeah. Dang, it's been so long. I don't know what to do now. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Uh, we're trying to. We're basically. Sorry, sorry for our confusion. We're basically trying to wait for our out so we can play the, the. To go to our music break and play the rest of our show. So we're trying to find small filler. I guess we can talk about the NASCAR for the short period of time Absolutely. that we have before we go to our break on Fanatic Radio. Uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Johnson apparently being called out by Brad Kislowski not not inadvertently saying that HMS Hendrick Motorsports turned in Penske Racing during the. Uh, multiple tests, uh, multiple failures for pre-race inspection at the NRA 500, which I was at. And Jimmy Johnson came back today with what comments, Um uh, Basically, you know, Brad's a huge talent, but Brad will also say things. And then when you've been in the sport, you need to learn to, you know, you know when to say something and when not to say something. People just calling him out that Brad, you know, said all this. And that was really not a... A lot of truth to it. I mean, there probably is a lot of truth to it, but that's why we everybody loves Brad. Yes. Everyone loves Brad Keselowski. he's You know, he's not polished like everyone else. He's willing to be frank and tell you what he what he thinks. And so and I think definitely there's also that rivalry that Jimmy Johnson knows that Brad Keselowski beat him out last year to win the title. So I think that also plays into it as well. That only added more drama to the weekend that I had last weekend. Word. Yes. Uh, that was very intense. I actually did not realize Jerry Logano was not going to make the race because after the driver introduction, yeah, walking back past the uh, the front stretch, <laughs> the front stretch grass, and as soon as I got back to the media center on the Fox telecast, it was mm-hmm. all this panic of the Penske team running to the garage and trying to get stuff fixed. And uh, shout out to him, he ended up finishing
0: fifth, I believe.
1: Yeah, and, uh, very exciting, relatively boring in a 500. So now they go to a New paved Kansas. Yeah. Which uh, a lot of things are actually on the line because of uh, what happened after the race of the NRA five hundred. Yeah. And so NASCAR tracks are taking more precaution with that. Now you have this new car on a new track. And last time the track a track was paved, past two races where a new surface was paved it was Michigan, where we saw Marcus Ambrose eclipse the uh, two hundred mile per hour mark. Yeah. And uh breaking a new track record. And then Phoenix. Which we saw all kinds of in and mayhem, and uh, end up Clinton Boyer running to the garage to try to yeah. strangle Jeff Gordon after ruining his championship hopes. Well, can't this be just as wild now as Kyle Busch happening? Gordon ruined Boyer's championship. Hopes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, is that, that was Gordon's fault? Yeah, but he started it first, way back in Martinsville last year. That is true. But uh, NASCAR continues NASCAR continues to grow in popularity among the fans. Absolutely. Especially your boy on IMS, you said Danica, I got Cornhold to Yeah. Uh, controversy of a sponsorship with two protesters at Texas Motor Speedway who were not there when I went out in the golf cart to see if they're out there to take uh Fort Worth Star Telegram reporters to do a story on. But now You're they go to, to Fort Worth Now they go to Kansas where we could we see uh more sparks flying. Uh from what we've seen this year. Absolutely. Hey, you know, you never know. It's, it's been a pretty wild uh season thus far, you know, Kansas, especially if you get the especially paint track, you know, it's going to be fast, fast any out there, you know what I'm saying? So it could be a wild race. You know, guys will be running hard, big race, you know, because a bunch of guys, you know, are toward the bottom that need to start making moves. So, yeah, especially if we start to enter the summer months, it's going to be some wild racing. Yeah, at least for the all-star breakages, I believe in uh middle of May. Yeah. Well, not the all-star break, but the all-star race, and and then leading up to Memorial Day for the Coke 600. Uh, Certain drivers do need wins. Yeah. Because so far this year has been dominated by Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch, who have two wins apiece, and a newly rejuvenated rowdy after winning at Texas. Yep. And Brad Keselowski, you know, only only nine points barring uh, Jim Johnson as well. Jim Johnson. Yep, Tony Stewart's down down there as well in the 20s. Jeff Gordon, among others. Yeah. Absolutely, your hey, boy JJ J. Yaley. JJ J. Yaley. So uh, interesting mix what we can see in Kansas, and I'll do it for a NASCAR segment. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have a full NBA uh, playoff preview. And uh, tweets from Flo, which returns here on the oh, Matt Grady, About You, Other Radio wow. program. Stay tuned. <laughs>
3: be rolling torpedoes, get blunted with Rostus, and for a hefty fee, I'm on your record, like Bob Costas.
1: And, of course, that was a line from the great Bob Costas, which you actually showed me the other day when he quoted the great Ludacris. Oh, God. Uh, we played it on the show, and great segue for, I uh, no, I thought you I was on the MLB <laughs> network. I had no idea where I was going with that one. Uh following up with uh great Jimi Hendrix and uh James Brown. I love Podcast. So we'll go now into the NBA playoffs first before we get to the NFL draft. Sure. Uh season ended Wednesday, the field is set, and I think it's the middle tab. Which we now will fully await the start of the playoffs tomorrow, actually.
0: Yep, tomorrow
1: afternoon. And so uh when originally when the season started. Uh, a surprise for many, I guess a surprise for you, would be the New York Knicks, second in the East. Uh, As we continue to hate on the poor team yeah, Berman to the Post and our, our resident village fool, Jaron Berman, said the Knicks would be, it's not how you, uh, what do you say, not how you start, it's how you, it's how you finish. Yeah, I think that's what he said. Ended up being a uh, scoring champ Carmelo Anthony yep. because Oklahoma City Thunder sat Kevin Durant, smart on their part. And so uh, next Knicks takes the uh, Baston Celtics. Ah, as you can't even talk about the Miami Heat and Milwaukee. You said they'll win in three because the Bucks will forfeit a game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They stand yeah. no chance against the Heat, do they? No chance. Is Miami essentially going to run through this, like, hot knife through butter? Yep. I really think they are. I just I don't see anybody that can take them out. The only team I could possibly, I mean, Indiana, they're, they are athletic on the wing. They got good defense. No Jenny Granger, though. Yeah, but that's all right. And the Knicks, if they're hitting shots, maybe. But They're like AU's I'd women's team. I'd be stunned if the Heat do not come out. They, they are the Knicks are like AU's women's team. When they hit shots, they're like the best team out there. But then when they break shots, they are sort of sitting ducks. Don't hit them at Corkery. In a puddle of mud. It's just essentially what they have been, but who knows what the recruiting class and team they look next year. Uh, So Heat wins. Uh your Brooklyn Nets, can they beat Chicago? Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I've got Chicago winning that series. I mean Nets no I mean, d with, even without no D. Rose, are you a fan of the Nate Robinson campaign? Yeah, well, you know it's mostly because I mean the the, uh, the Nets their offense the have been cranking and they've been go- they've been tremendous under PJ Carlisle. Who you love, by the way. No, I do so not. it was the worst way. decision and yet they have led to the playoffs in the four seed. Yeah, but and uh, but you know I just don't I think Chicago's a better team. I think they could absolutely shut the Nets down offensively, and the Nets are not a very good defensive team. So I like the, the I like the Bulls, and I think I have got them in five. So I've got them winning relatively easily. So, does every playoff series at least start this weekend, Saturday, yeah. Sunday? Saturday or uh, Sunday. All right. You said uh, b com, the ATL Hawks will upset the Pacers. Yep. Yeah. Or have one of the best chances to be a, uh, not a 4 or 5 seed to get an upset. Uh-huh. Even with a team that's relatively lazy at times and how everything goes through Josh Smith. Yeah, well, everything does not go through Josh Smith. They've got teams. They're very athletic. They're a very good shooting team, so they can... Beat uh, Indiana. Very good defense. They're a solid defensive team on their own. And Indiana, like lost four to five coming into the playoffs. So, I did not like played. So, I like the Hawks to fall off the upset
3: and advance.
1: Fair enough. Fair to <laughs> And then on the west side, which has the Spurs and the Lakers, which is surprising to many. It was looking like a Spurs-Houston yeah. series. Yep. And so... The Los Angeles won in overtime. Did they have Kobe Bryant that night? Uh, what night? When they won, they beat Houston Wednesday. They didn't play Houston on Wednesday. Tuesday. When did the when did Lakers play Houston? No. no. Chandler Parsons hit the three to go in overtime. That 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 wasn't that, was that reason, I don't think. It was this week. It was the last. It was like the last game of the playoffs. It was. Or it was, it was not the last. Or game. Tuesday. This game was the Lakers played. Uh, they they played um, because the uh, the Jazz played the Grizzlies. Actually, no, I'm getting confused. That's how you, I thought you were saying the Jazz. No, you are right. Never mind. But, um, yes, because – Of course I'm right. What are you talking about? They me look like a fool on the air. They are a fool at times. they not the village fool, though. Yeah, remember you remember with us. You were in, uh, I, I have no idea what that means. But, uh, yeah, I the Spurs in that series. If the Lakers had Kobe, I'd probably – if Kobe was healthy, I'd probably not to pick the Lakers. But without Kobe, I think it's just going to be too tough for them to pull off the big upset. Do you think Kobe Bryant is done? Because I love it. I No. Because we never really got to I was in Texas. Yeah. Do you think he'll come back? I Will they amnesty him? They, they will not amnesty him. I would be pretty surprised. I mean, actually, because Jim Buss is an idiot, and we all know that, I wouldn't count it out. But I'd be shocked that they would do it to Kobe. The only thing I could see was, all right, we're going to do this to you, but we're going to bring you back when you're healthy. And and only if Kobe says yes. Because if Kobe says no, then he'll just piss off at the team forever. The fans will be extraordinarily angry. I mean it won't be a popular decision regardless. No yeah, not just board. Lakers fans, but every Kobe Bryant yeah. fan. That stretches, you know, to China and abroad. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, I don't think he's done, not not for any not any chance. But right, so, uh Golden State Denver, I I could see Golden State winning. At least six or seven games. Yeah, I've got Denver and Granted that Ty Lawson's back? Okay. Uh, yes. Gallinari is the only player out Yeah. as of now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Denver is just like the Knicks as well. They don't hit shots. They they suffer. Well, not – well, you mean the Warriors. Because the Nuggets are not a great shooting team, especially outside of Gallinari. Well, but they get the team, slowed down. Because the cause Golden they, State they, is essentially the only team that matches up with Denver apart from the Clippers in terms of – yeah, but the Warriors are more of a team that they love to shoot the three ball. Well, Denver's a team that loves a drive slash and attack the paint. And Javale McGee is just a, a legend. Yes. Yeah. So, covering Memphis, uh, interesting format. It was the same series as last year, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was a good series as well. Yeah, that one seven. I think this will go seven, but I think the Grizzlies will come out of top this time. But even with no Rudy Gay and OJ Mayo, Rudy Gay's overrated without OJ and Mayo. I mean, come on. Um, O.J. Oh, Mayo, best player in Dallas. How would they do? Ah, uh, jeez. Ten spot, I think. Uh, which uh, much ball. much recalling for calling uh, for Carlisle's head on a silver platter, which I say no. It's just Mark Cuban made right. put all these eggs in one basket at the wrong time. Yeah, three back Dawson. That's essentially how we had in the Nelly ball. Three back Nelly ball. And essentially how that's we ended so up with great. the team. We ended up with a team with the Chris Kamen, uh Derek Carlson. No, Derek Carlson. O.J. Mayo. Sean Marion Dernivisky. Ever since they won the in championship. Order. Yes, invincible. Ever since they won the championship in 2010, the Dallas Mavericks have kept two players from that entire, like, 12, 13 man roster. Yeah. And it's funny, I'll, I know the number of Mavericks that won the championship are now in the playoffs on the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Knicks. You ever showed Tyson Chandler girl. Exactly. Great player, by the way. Has uh, come through injury and come back. Uh, Full head of steam. Word. And so who do you have matching up with the Heat, since there's no hope for any of the teams in blue on this bracket? Yeah. West, it could either be the Spurs or Oklahoma City. Have any other surprising sleepers? Or is it an OKC Heat final? I I think ultimately it won't be fun, but it'll be a Heat Thunder final. The only other team I could really see coming out, I could see Denver possibly. Denver is cranking. Because I think Denver matches up pretty well against San Antonio. I don't know. What, I, I, in terms I, of size, I, speed? In terms of, like, you know, Spurs. And they've been, you know, the great as always. But, you know, Nuggets, they love to run. And they're so athletic. So, I think they'd match up very well with them. But I, th- I think ultimately it's just going to be an inevitable Thunder final. Which there's nothing wrong with, that. I can see San Antonio making the finals this year. Because when they lost to Oklahoma City... It was the little things that they did yeah, that Oklahoma City won. And this is a Thunder team, to me, which obviously is one of the best in the league. Yeah, one of the greatest players so far in the modern era. And then ever since they got Kevin Martin, they've been a very solid team. Yeah. But this yeah, is a beat. The only case I can see for Oklahoma City is it's a, a core of guys that have stayed you know together for a long time. So Chewbacca, old bag of bones, Kendrick Perkins, who's just awful. Yeah, um, I mean, who's was the backup point guard? I think Eric Maynard. Eric Maynard's a legend. VCU legend as well. Legend. Nah, good to Commonwealth. I know, Straight out of Richmond. He could have been uh could have played it. He went first round in Philadelphia back in that tournament. We uh, should have beaten Villanova. That is true. Exactly. Called, we good we call. A throwback uh, Friday because we missed Throwback Thursday. I'd like to see Santa because hopefully we will be back by the time they reach the Western Conference final. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what is true. And uh, Greg Popovich won't lose to a team twice. But yeah, I love. I want to see the Miami Heat win this year again. Just for I think if LeBron James wins a second time, all the hate is gone from him. Yeah. And he is seen as sort of a guy that is I possibly. I think, I, still, I think the hate's pretty much gone once he won. I think it's two times is better. Well, obviously. But he although he called for what six rings, he's going to win. Six or seven, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so uh, so, that, so now you would cap off a MVP championship, gold medal, MVP championship.
0: Yep.
1: Fantastic. Just like us. Exactly. The NFL Draft is coming up next weekend because what we could yes, because what we could do is come back next week on Friday and say we were live from the draft as we smuggled our equipment into Radio City Hall, or we could do BFL360's exclusive draft predictions. And you were laughing at the experts on NFL.com. That's not true at all. Mock Draft Edition 14, do you still have the Chiefs taking Leon Sandcastle? Uh, No. It's Luke Joko, isn't it? It is Luke Joko. I think it would be jo- Luke Joko, I'd be – they're going to go tackle. It's going to be Hammer Eric Fisher. But I think ultimately it would be Joko. I think Joko's a slightly better prospect. I think he's also a little bit safer prospect. While well, Fisher may have more of that. More raw talent. Where do you have the honey badger? Because to East a magazine came out with an article saying, Don't sleep on the honey badger. Yeah. Tyra Matthew going high in the draft and being a successful NFL player. I could see him third round. That's where I really see him. I mean he comes with so much baggage. I mean he is a talented player, but he comes with just so much baggage that he if he if I the highest I could see him's like Mid to late second round, I think that would be high. I think third round will probably be where he ends up. But then again, you never know. We see guys just get you know way overdrafted, and it's just the way it is. What about the people at ESPN or uh, F L dot com are highlighting EJ Manuel, Geno Smith, two athletic quarterbacks could make the spark, possibly be the next Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think what Geno Smith is that he is an athletic quarterback, but he like never ran. Never did. He was not a running quarterback. I mean, he is—he's a guy. He's kind of like. I'm um, trying to think of who's an athletic quarterback that doesn't actually run. The great Warren Moon. Never saw him scramble. Yeah, he was a monster on SL blitz. He was, he was a great video. Guy. He's the yeah. guy never scrambled though. Yeah, he was not a big scrambling guy. I mean, I don't really remember him how athletic he was because, like, well, like I mean. Geno Smith is a is an athletic guy. I mean, he can run. He just doesn't, which is probably smart. But that's just, you know. This is a very – I think he'll ultimately – I'd be – I think he'll probably be the only first-round quarterback. But I, we could very well see quarterbacks get overdrafted as we always do. And there'll probably be guys that get pushed into the bottom of the first round because teams will trade up, try and get guys like Emmanuel, a Ryan Nassib, a Barkley. But I really think that – Geno Smith is like he's a lock for the first round. He's a lock. I think go early. There's so many Tuesday quarterbacks. I think you probably go to Buffalo if he's available there. Some people are saying Oakland. I'm not. I'm not sold there. I think the the end of Jacksonville's a smokescreen, and I could see him possibly in Philly. But I think for, you'll probably see him in Buffalo. But Buffalo, if Buffalo doesn't take him and they like Ryan Acid, then I mean the Jets. Or, who knows? No, then it'll just be a free roll. What's going on with the Jets? Jets are you just know, a mess. They want to get rid of Tebow. Tebow wants to go play. People on the uh, AFL want Tebow, and then they're saying they want to get rid of Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez you know, is right. trash. What, if you were the executive of the Jets, what would you do? I what would what? Sir Florence of the New York Jets, formerly New York Titan, do in a situation where you have a clean house except yeah. your head coach? Um... Personally I think a mistake did did last year. I mean, I'm more I mean, I'm by no means am I a Tebow guy. But I'm not a Tebow hater and I think Tebow should have gotten a chance to, you know, actually play quarterback last year. Cause Sancho I think is done. I think he's just trash. He's done. But um uh if I were him I'd I think that you could find – I don't think there's really any value for Tebow because he did nothing last year. I think you could find somebody that would take a flyer on Sanchez, possibly the developmental guy, because he is still a talented guy and he is still young. I would – because they brought in David Garrard. He hasn't played in a couple years, but he'll be their – probably their backup. I would keep Tebow around, see what he can do, and try and find some quarterback early, middle of the draft. So you keep – Keep Sanchez. Who would you be your starting quarterback? I would not. I would try and trade Oh, uh, I would have to keep Tebow. Can Tebow? Try
4: to see what Tebow can do
1: because you know what? it it's a distraction? Of course. Was it a mistake from Briggerman? Probably, especially because they never used them. But might as we'll see what they have. This season's not going to be a playoff year. Everybody knows that the Patriots are loaded. The Patriots and are loaded. Miami's not. You know they're not bad. They'll be all right. And well, you know, a wild card of the AFC. Could be I mean, from the Steelers division. Well, I mean, put it again. I mean, I, I hate when people try and predict the playoffs before we've even had the draft. Before we even had the full season, which got uh, announced yesterday. Well, we do have the full season. Well, I know. I was going to say, like, season hasn't started yet. Well, well obviously, it's starting yet? Man. I know. Sports uh, on sports football is starting now. That is very true. But who, uh, are you happy with uh, your pack getting your schedule announced yesterday? Um, I, when I take a look at it, it is a it is a tough schedule. I was talking about it with my old man. I mean, really, there are only like a few games where i consider gimme's. I mean, it is a tough, tough schedule. And I I think that, you know, we're definitely going to be a great team again. We bring in almost everybody back. So when, when, and when you have a guy Rogers, you Rodgers, you're always in the hunt. Yeah, your first game is against the 49ers. Yeah, yeah I think they do this year. It was, uh, was it last year? I think it was also the first game uh, I believe last year as well. And then they welcome uh, Mr. Griffin and the Redskins. take on the Bengals. You take on three straight playoff teams. Yeah. In the first few games. I mean, the Bengals were a playoff team. That's right. Not the best playoff team in the world, but don't hang on Andy Dalton. I'm not a Texas man. legend. He he is a Texas legend. Then games. What are the games that are gimmies? I would say I was at
0: Cleveland.
1: Yes. I would say the Bears. Or? One of the one of the, no, not the Bears. Uh, one of the Lions games. Philly. I mean, Philly is a team that we always. That's yeah. at home? I yeah,
0: think, but the, they're, but they're
1: also they're going to be they're going to be in transition. So I don't know. Uh, Cincinnati. I think we can uh, take care of, but that is on the road. One of the Lions games will win because the Lions will be at eh. How about at the Dallas Cowboys 15. Yeah, oh, I mean I mean Dallas is a team that guys are a mess. They're always they're always a tease. But that's all but you know, that could be a tough one. But yeah, it's a tough schedule we got. We didn't have a great one. But then again, we're a strong team, so we should have tough schedules. Who will fill the void now that Donald Driver is gone. Well, I mean Donald Driver really didn't play it. The bigger And Greg Jennings as well. Bigger, it's Greg Jennings. Cause I mean, so especially uh, Jordy Nelson. You got Jordy Nelson. You got James Jones. Yes. You got, not I the mean, Miami still, uh, no, but still a deep receiving core. Probably will look to take uh, take somebody early. And there's uh, a lot of people think maybe even go wide receiver in the first round, which I would not be necessarily opposed to. That is true.
0: All right, and uh, big news,
1: especially uh, happening today. Uh, our, our boy David Aldridge, tweeting on the the uh, decision of the. King
0: slash
1: Seattle. Yep. Where apparently sources have said that the Malus favors Seattle. Yeah. yeah. For the deal of the Kings, yet David Stern is saying Sacramento comes first.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh,
1: the reason. I mean, everybody in the reasonable minds wants a team in Seattle. Nobody because it's a very strong market. There, they have a deal done to build an arena, once they get a team, they've got rigid owners, they've got a fan base that's hungry for basketball and loves basketball. So then you have against Seattle or against Sacramento. Sacramento's a small market. It's always going to be tough to you know uh it'll be it's gonna take years to still get an arena because everything in that area in the Far Bay area, and everything in California in general, because this thing's got kind of no money, takes a while to be, to be built. And the fan base, I mean, they'll probably, I mean, it's still a great fan base, even because the team, they've been kind of driven away almost because uh, the team's just been garbage and the, you know, all the rumors that the team's going to leave. But I think that Stern, though, he doesn't want to have another thing where it have another PR nightmare like was when the Sonics moved to Oklahoma, yeah, that was a disaster. He does, I don't think he wants that. I think that's the reason why he's holding off. Even though Seattle's a much better deal, and in all theory, should should get the team.
0: Lucky, that
1: is true. Yeah. So hopefully that will be uh, decided by next week, and the Seattle Supersonics shall return. Yes the great uh, uh, city uh, what is it King, King City is what Seattle's nickname is uh, I thought they were the Queen City let's look it up I always forget
3: what let's it is it. it's the Emerald City that's what it is what, yep you
1: are the height uh, of just too much array. that is true uh, let's see Basil back because that be good rivalry with uh, the Portland uh, Trailblazers yeah the Trail not the uh, the jailblazers no none.
4: <laughs> and we got the funk the oh, well, shot, the glory be, the funk's on me, Bobby Keep that funk alive, keep that funk alive mm. Well, it's 1975, okay.
0: and I'm gonna it's back, ladies and gentlemen After a two-month hiatus <laughs> Jeez, it has been too months? But what's um, But, basically, it is tweets and flow spot by no one for so like EJ's a, uh, yes, yes, Great message. EJ's
1: a nice As Richie Collins Sends us into uh, The great oh, Twitter yeah. sphere Of Ben Follinger okay. has gone through Some big household changes On his Twitter page I guess uh, New cover photo Of uh, C.A.S. No Warden uh, Building Yeah The home of uh, S.P.A. Yes Reasons behind that Just in the school. It up. All right. And uh, the old Yankee Stadium, I believe. Yep. Yep. There you yeah, go. In the background. Yes. So, uh, interesting tweets. Not necessarily. Not a funny. Dog. I haven't even checked your Twitter in your so to long. Go you have been following a lot, lot, lot of stuff that's been going on, but you have to just. Uh, shout out to your dad, who's doing the great job of uh, investigative reporting. Uh, kind of, yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, he's a, a funny, lighthearted hearted one uh, during all the matches that were going on in Boston. I must say, folks on Twitter saying you get the guy actually making the SWAT team guy run faster. Power technology, the more you know. Yeah, basically, as I realized that ang- the English in that statement was not great, but basically, there was there was a rumor has it that, or the thing was, we were following the scanner of what was going on last night in Boston. And apparently it said there was a foot chase, you know, there ended up not being a foot pursuit. So I just see all these people just doing all caps, get him, run. So I'm like, hey, Last he, night. Yeah. So I'm like, you do realize that you guys are actually making him run faster because, you know, the technology, the more tweet, further empower the guy. And, uh, but, uh Yeah. Uh, 14 hours ago, you said this is maybe the first all nighter I've ever pulled. This is nuts. Yes. On a Thursday night, no more. It was not the first all nighter I've pull. I Crashed at 4:30. Fantastic. Got a nice uh, six six and a half hours of sleep, which actually I feel perfectly fine right now. So never pulled an all nighter, and I really don't have any, any interest in ever doing. How are you feeling today? Actually, you know, how am I? I haven't I you an all nighter once. Oh jeez! We were making, taking a family trip down to Florida. We left at, like midnight, and I just I didn't go to sleep. Actually, no, I think I slept in the car. So technically, I did not. But anyways, that's good. Okay, uh, you you tweeted at a p- person called Angry Bills fans. No, because you tweeted at me. First. Ah yes. Okay. Do uh, you know this guy? Yes. All right. He uh, said Packers Lions again on Thanksgiving, sixth time on the last seven NFL Fox trips to Detroit. Hashtag overkill. Yep. You said, yes, that's true. I'd love to crush the Cowboys instead. We like having played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Like, I can't, I can't remember it. So many times when the Lions are the Fox game, we end up playing them, which I don't have any problem with because, you know, I love playing on Thanksgiving. I just think it's fun. and But also it's usually because the Lions are always the early game and many times we have working on Thanksgiving, so often he misses it. So that's the point. No, no, no. I always love Thanksgiving football. All right, it much like the, the ten that you and I have in this radio booth in the broadcast booth. We don't think we'll ever see an NFL broadcast team as good as Pat Summerall and John Madden. Rest in peace, the late great Pat Summerall. Absolutely, best broadcast team in NFL history. I, I say, I'll say that safely. I mean, they, we've had some many great NFL broadcast teams, but that was just one. That was just awesome. They were fantastic. I love Pat Summerall. Being Pat Summerall fan growing up, and I always loved Madden. Yeah, it's just a legend. What is John Madden up to now? Well, he's retired. He's still, but he's, uh, he's still around. He'll still do some stuff. Who did, where did, a Madden and some of these work at CBS? They worked at CBS for, like, uh, a long time, like, throughout the 80s and into the 90s, and CBS lost the NFC contract to Fox, and they jumped to Fox. And they were, worked together at Fox into the 2000s when some were all retired,
3: yeah, he did, started, he he did some
1: moonlighting with um, Fox at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, he did some. You do some occasional uh, Fox games, and um, and then Madden went to ABC. So, but yeah, great. Uh, great shout out John great, Madden. Great stuff. Great show. And are you much like the people in NBA, uh, ESPN, that give a clean sweep to LeBron James oh,
0: yeah.
1: for MVP? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, let's let's be real. Look at his numbers. The guy's a forward, and he's shooting fifty-five percent. That is insane. It is, is a shame. Sure. you know what? It is a little unfair to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant's been unbelievable this year. And but LeBron, let's just be real. LeBron, Are people basing an MVP off of one the twenty-seven game win streak and two? I believe that was.
3: Like well, I mean, four weeks sixty percent.
1: That is pretty fantastic. That is true. You could shoot sixty percent. No. No. Okay, uh and last thing, uh any shout outs you want to give when we end the show.
3: Nah.
1: Alright, um what are your thoughts on uh AU basketball hiring an agency? Hopefully we can get uh, the people that run that on the show next week to talk how they actually go about doing this would be interesting. To yeah, I think Mike they, uh did not want you to reveal anything because he couldn't. What are you about on an agency rather than Dr. I, Billy Walker I, started his first day at a u today?
0: well, yeah, I mean the thing is like uh everybody
1: loves to use these uh eight coach search agencies to basically run the search for them, but then ultimately, like just the eighties still the eighties call, uh, I don't really like him because I think that you know it's it I it's really a waste of money, and yeah like fifty grand is going into this investment, yeah, it's not cheap, so. But, but you it's a, a long it. illustrated article about all this too. Yeah. Apparently Tennessee had gone through, I think it was five coaches. Yeah. It's the same agency in the '80s. Yeah. So I just I don't get it, but who am I? Yeah. Uh, another big shout out to the women's lacrosse team has a chance to beat upset another top 25 team this uh, Sunday against Navy, who are 14th in the country, there I there the you top go. five, uh, one of the top five best scoring offenses in the nation. Excellent. And if we win, we will host the lacrosse tournament. For the first time since 2003, we will be undefeated in lacrosse in conference play for the first time in history. And we have upset Navy, I believe, for the first time ever in Patriot League history when WX joined. So, uh, shout-out to uh, Emily Mayer and company. Fantastic show. Do it again next week. Absolutely. All right. And uh, one more thing, just coming across the wire. Shout-out to ESPN saying that the nerding and Fighting Irish Host three ACC games in 2014. Have you seen the trailer for this new Jackie Robinson movie? I have. Is it as good? You hear that? Is it a movie you will want to go see? I hear it's pretty good. So. I hear that. I mean, I hear that. Uh, I mean, I hear it's not the greatest movie in the world, but I hear it's a solid, solid two thumbs up. It's a good film. Did you also hear that, um, I think they're
0: making a Michael Jordan movie in 2014. Uh, really? I have no idea. Yeah, don't go see it. It's not worth it, no problem. <laughs> Alright, but not as awful as this show, which i